Alright. Well. Level sound good. My laptop me. just got the blue screen of death, so. No shit. Are you serious? Wow. That's concerning. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> That's all for today, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. <laughs>
had on there was was just absolute gold. My favorite thing about it was probably uh, it was a bunch of like anime characters. Well, I say a bunch. It was Naruto and Dragon Ball characters, and they all had prison tattoos. Yeah, that's a very odd choice for. Yeah. It, it was very strange. Yeah, and what was the background with the Vegeta one? It was like... It was like just... He Googled, like, Windows background. Yeah, it And, was like, used odd. that image and just put Vegeta on the front of it. And you can tell it was a trace. You know, it wasn't, like, a Vegeta that he drew. No. It was like he took it out like a screenshot, and then he drew the prison... Or maybe he might have found, yeah, like... Hell, he might have, like, taken it from, like, a like a Reddit sub, subreddit or something like that. Have. Either way. Like, cringy Dragon Ball drawings. R slash cringy Dragon Ball... Um. Either way, what a genius! Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, he he's a, a Da Vinci of our time. I know. I kind of wish that my laptop was working so that we could shout this guy out. I know. Do you wonder? Do you ever wonder? Like, okay, so like, so take take for example, Da Vinci or Michelangelo. It, like when those guys were starting out and they're making like these massively, you know, these huge undertakings, these big ass. You know, works of art like the Statue of David or what have you, and like the people were like, like people would look at him like, "Did you see that fucking statue that that guy made? It had its dick out." Like, <laughs> <laughs> what a loser! What a weirdo! What a weirdo! And then like, why is that thing's dick so small? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, I think, I think. Yeah, I'm not an expert on this or anything, but I, I read a long time ago, and I've, I've actually heard it from a couple of different places. That um, but I'll say back then, I can't give you any kind of date or or century or anything. But back then, um, you know, big dicks were vulgar; they were considered vulgar and barbaric. Yeah. Um, and so, when they would do those works of arts, like those mar- marble statues and paintings and things, um, they would always depict the people, the people in them, as having these like little baby dicks, because that was like. I guess innocent, or you know, a, a, a symbol of status. Um, I think it was just little dick insecurity. Yeah, if I mean, being entirely honest. Like, what if you're like royalty and you got like a big fucking hammer dick? Yeah. And like everybody's like, mm. well, sucks for you, yeah, pal. Sucks for you. You and your baby arm need to go yeah. down to the slums. <laughs> you can't be king here. Like, you can't be king. Look at that big flopping hog. Yeah, your winner's <laughs> way too big. <laughs> Uh, so wins the tale of King Big Dick. <laughs> I, I mean, it wasn't even like it wasn't even like it's not even like average penises. No, like, like the Statue s- of David doesn't have like a solid five inch or like no. a, you know a little six inch no. uh, whammy stick. He's got like it's, it looks like a baby carrot. Yeah, it looks it, like the end of your pinky finger. Yeah, and like that's not. I wouldn't even go so far as to call that a small dick. That's micro penis. Oh yeah, absolutely through and through. That's like a, a medical. Medical yeah, issue. It's a medical issue. <laughs> it, is, it is a problem. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a real bad problem you got going on there. Have you ever seen um, the... I cannot remember what it's called, but they have penis extension surgery that Get you can here. do. Yeah, and it's... Uh, now, I have heard that like it's like half of your penis is like inside of your body. Well, there's some truth to that, but a lot of that is like... You know, it's attached to something, and it's like, oh. like, like it's it's supposed to be that way. Yeah. It can't not be that way. Like, oh, I just got all this extra dick inside. Yeah. Of me. <laughs> What's it doing in there? Yeah. Get, it out here. get it out here. <laughs> yeah. We need you out on the field. <laughs> we need you back out the line. No, um, what they do is they'll take, 
they take this thing that's like a it's like a plastic sleeve and they'll, <clears throat> they'll cut you right here at the fupa where your fupa meets like the base of your dick mm. and they take this like plastic sleeve imagine like a long uh like a long narrow pringle like it's got like that kind of concave no. shape to it and like flares up on both ends no. so they make an incision right there and they slide that thing down in there and from what I understand, it pushes your dick out. But I feel, I feel like you're still, you know, you're still under the, the mercy of however much dick skin you have. No. Like, they can push on your dick all day long, but, like... like your dick's just constantly be, like, taut, like, yeah, all the time. Yeah, like, all the <laughs> like time. all the time. That would seem like that'd be super uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know... Imagine, like, from a girl's perspective. Like, they take a guy home who had the dick embiggening surgery. And you know he takes his pants off, and he's like already at attention, but he's like totally soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? like, it'd be like it'd be like hard, like halfway out. There's like a limp dick. Like, off <laughs> <in there>. yeah. <laughs> like when you take your sock halfway off, yeah. and it's just kind of hanging there. <laughs> I don't know. All that stuff. Usually, like implants. Like when I see like surgery, especially if I like watch the surgery. No. I can't watch surgeries because. And I don't know how to how to explain it other than it makes my balls hurt. Does I've, that, yeah, I've do you know what I'm talking before, about? Like, Does that make sense? Like you get the feeling like yeah, right yeah, here, like in your gooch, yeah, like right almost, in your gooch. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like your body's trying to like you know yeah. like kind of shrink into itself. Yeah. Uh, but like the, all those shows, like you know, Mary, of course, she watches Grey's Anatomy and yeah, yeah. Um, you know what have you and. You know, I'll be on my phone or whatever, and I'll look up in the middle of the show, and they're like, they're like cutting some dude's nipple off and like mm. putting a spigot in it or some shit, Ooh. and it just freaks me the hell out. My whole body just like, <laughs> I hate it. I guess now would be really a good time to like inform people that, like, you should probably shouldn't take anything that we say seriously. Oh no, yeah, no, we are yeah. just we're just two idiots from the south. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I would imagine, or I'd hope that mom has stopped listening at this point. Oh, I'm sure she has. <laughs> Her, her eyes have rolled all the way around. Um, I guess also we should specify that this is a totally freeform podcast. We might we might go into length on certain subjects, um, but do expect some some tangential conversations here and there. Yeah, um, I think that's just that's going to be par for the course. Yeah, I think most of it, most of what we're probably going to try to cover is maybe like. Uh, video game news, maybe like new stuff that's come out. We might talk a little bit about the new console releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say there's um, there's a lot of video game news out right now. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Have you seen what? Have you seen where? And I know this happens all the time with anything that releases. Um, where people have bought up, you know, all the, oh, all the yeah, PlayStation they do the price products. gouging and yes, everything. And they, yeah. You know, I saw one on Facebook Marketplace um, not long ago. Somebody was selling it for. Twelve, thirteen hundred dollars. Good God! And one of the original price is like four ninety nine or something like that. There's two versions. There's one that's like five ninety nine for like with a disc tray, yeah. and then there's a four ninety nine version without a disc tray. It's just all digital. It's just all digital. No. Which I kind of, if it were me, you know, I would do the all digital one anyway. Yeah, I mean, I guess some people still like to have like the hard copies or whatever. Yeah, I guess if you're a collector. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess so. But I feel like you know, for me, um, you know, the Xbox One was the um, when I got my, I should say, when I got my Xbox One, I I got a couple of games to go with it, and I thought, you know, I would just pop it in, and we'd be ready to go. Same with that's how it was with the Xbox 360. 
Yeah. Um, but I was like, I was really mad when I found out that it had to install the game from the disc before I could play it. Yeah, because it wasn't like they didn't want you like having someone else borrow it or something like that. Or I don't know if it was that, um, because I have borrowed Xbox One games from my oh. friends, and I put it in, and it just downloads the game. Hmm. So I don't. I know that they were they were kind of going that route when they were when they were first um, unveiling the Xbox One. That was a big huge stink. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was like you know there was all those threads where people were talking about like if somebody was watching a movie and like somebody else walked into the room, the Connect would like say, "I don't recognize this face. That person has to pay to watch this movie too," and it would pause the movie. Mm. Uh, and you know that may have just been a four chan green text to somebody uh, blowing yeah. a bunch of shit. But I mean at this point, you know. I wouldn't put it past who's, them. who's to say? Who's to say? Yeah. Well, I say at this point, it's they've actually become more consumer friendly now. Yeah, from what um, I've read or whatever, they've really made a conscious effort to go yes. more towards, especially towards like gaming, yes, as opposed to like a multimedia platform for right. the Xbox. And well, you know, and uh, Microsoft was trying to get like this synergy between all their products, which no. was which I think they thought that the Xbox One was kind of going to flagship that whole effort. No, um, because when they released it. <clears throat> Um, when I say when they released it, when they unveiled it, they were talking about they had, like they hardly ever talked about games. They were talking about TV, movies, mm-hmm. streaming, and it was like, okay, that's great. When, however, when, however, no. you know, I didn't buy an Xbox 360 for all that shit. I I didn't buy an Xbox for all that shit. I bought it for the game. For I want to play games. Exactly. The rest of that stuff is just like yeah. icing on the cake. Exactly. But the, you know, they were treating it like that was the meat and potatoes, and the games, all the game aspect was of it was secondary. No, and they definitely come around with the, with the Xbox Series X. Um, they're definitely more focused on gaming. Um, I watched a YouTube video uh, not long ago where somebody was talking about almost almost the entire Xbox 360 library of games is backwards compatible. Yeah, um, I did see that. A um, lot of like original Xbox games too. Yeah, um, which I I guess I didn't really understand like what it takes. To make that a reality, or to make it possible to make, you know, backwards compatibility a thing, but apparently it's like a huge undertaking. And it's a big. I would imagine too, like with some like the engines and stuff like that that run some of these older games, Mm -hmm. like it's out of date, and you probably have to make adjustments instead of like the framework or something like that. Yeah. Well, you. I mean, you would probably know more about like you know the tech aspect behind it. You know, I was thinking, you know, okay, what you just you know, program in an emulator, like an Xbox 360 emulator. But it's it's a bit more complex than that, and that, I've you know, and I'm not saying that I don't think they could have done that with the Xbox One. They definitely could have, um, and they did in the later generations. But in the, I believe in the first generations, it was like almost like it was like no, you weren't yeah, going to play from, anything. And I I skipped the whole last generation. I didn't buy any of those, and I probably won't buy any of the new generation, just simply because I feel like PC does everything that the Xbox does, especially considering that they're gonna they're trying to push most of that stuff like into the Windows store mm-hmm. or most of this stuff is like Steam compatible or something like right. that, you know. Mm-hmm. Or it's like especially like with Infinity that's coming out hopefully sometime soon, who knows? That so that's supposedly next year yeah, sometime. I mean that's gonna be a title that's also gonna be available on Steam. Yeah. And it's like so I don't have to go get an Xbox Series X to get access to that game. Yeah. Where it's like where I can just use my PC. Right, yeah. You know? 
Well, I mean, that's one. That's really one of the reasons why you choose either PS, the PlayStation, or you choose the Xbox is for the, 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 the specific titles. Yeah, this has that, and this has that. Yeah, like if you're big into God of War, of course you're going to buy a PlayStation. Yeah. Um, if you're a Halo fanboy, you're going to go yeah, exactly. Xbox. And that's the or thing PC with PC now with the Master Chief collections on PC now. Exactly, and that's another thing too is that Xbox doesn't have a whole lot of, of, of original titles, whereas like the PS5 I think has done a, or the PlayStation has done a lot better job of yeah. getting original <laughs> titles and keeping them and being like you yeah. can only access them here. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, even in like the, the previous generations, like when we, well, there was a time where we had a PlayStation 2 and an Xbox Xbox original, I think it was. Was that the same generation, PS2 and Xbox? Yeah, I think, I think it was. I think the PlayStation came a little bit earlier and the Xbox kind of right after that. Yeah. Like even, even then... Um, we had a PlayStation 2 and an Xbox 360. You had an Xbox 360 first. Um, so we had that and then the PS2 at the same time. And even then, um, the PS2's you know library of games was... There's all kinds of stuff to play. Um, whereas the Xbox, especially the 360, was very much so geared towards first-person shooter. Mm. Um, well, yeah. they had such success with Halo and Halo 2. Right. Oh, yeah. Halo was, a you know... Combat Evolved was a paradigm shift. Oh yeah, I mean it changed everything. Um, it, I, I think it was, and again I, I can't say for certain, but I think it was the first shooter to do the, um, you know, the left joystick does your strafing, your turning. Really? You know, forwards and backwards, left, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the right stick was, you know, aiming and camera control. Mm-hmm. Um, and every shooter since then. Has followed the same model. Has followed that same model. Not even, don't even, not even talk. You know, shooters, um, adventure games. No, you know, true. I mean, you could call Fallout a shooter. Fallout is a shooter, but it's definitely more of an RPG. Um, and even it follows that same, that same layout, that same you know path that they set or whatever. Because yeah, I mean, really, what before Halo, the biggest name shooter that there was was Goldeneye, and that was for yeah. sixty four. So. I mean, and, yeah, and think, that awful. And, yeah, and thinking back on it now, it's like, how in how in the goddamn would you play a first person shooter on that monster of a controller? It's awful. That I mean, that controller. I don't know if it's just because we, we got it when we we're so when we were so young, so we just kind of like got used to using that controller. But I'll say that up until recently, the controllers for Nintendo have been awful. Oh yeah. Like the GameCube was okay, but still the button layout was really weird because it had that yeah. real big A button in the middle, mm-hmm. and there was like an X and Y like yeah. around it, and there was like a B button down below it. Yeah, and it had and it had the it had two joysticks, um, but one of them was like a, the C stick. No. Yeah. And even then, you only had like your primary and tertiary, primary, secondary, and tertiary um, directions. It wasn't like a full 360 rotation. Yeah, and that at that time too cuz they had the D-pad, but at the, at the time nobody was really utilizing the the D-pad for anything. Yeah. Even still, you don't um you know, you, you really don't use the D-pad that much. Um you might use it like in submenus and stuff like yeah. that, but but as for like actual gameplay, especially in combat, things in combat like that, I don't feel like you see much use out of it. Well, I take that back. Um, I'm playing Fallout 4 right now. I just <clears throat> just finished Fallout New Vegas. Oh. And, and even then, the D-pad was really unused for, like, hotkeys. No. Hotkeying, like, certain weapons to, like, you know, <clears throat> up, down, left, right. And then, um, 
you know, you, you can even use like the tertiary directions, like no. down left, down right, um, things like that. You know, hotkey weapons and uh, um, you know, aid like aid items like stim packs, psycho, whatever. No. But <laughs> yeah, I, I almost kind of feel like it's almost a little bit archaic at this point. The D pad. Yeah, I mean, other than like like the Genesis or. Like yeah. the old school, like Nintendo or Super Nintendo, something like that. Right. Well, I mean, those games back then, was, your options were left, right, up, down. Yeah. Well, it was just it was side scrollers. That's all it was. Yeah. You know, for me, for me personally, when Mario sixty four came out, um, I was still I was still pretty fresh on video games as a whole. Um, matter of fact, when did it come out? Ninety two. I want to say because I was born in ninety two. I want to say ninety. Or ninety six, I could be wrong. Let me check. I, I couldn't tell you when we got um, when we got Mario sixty four, but it wasn't. I don't remember it being particularly difficult for me to grasp the controls um, because prior to that we had played. I mean, how many hours did we put in Sonic the Hedgehog two? Yeah, I mean, not Countless. really, not that much, or like the. We had like a like a Jungle Book game or something yeah, like that. We, I thought we played the crap out of that game. I, do, I remember the Jungle Book game. Yeah. It was hard as shit. That was the that was an awful game. And I, then there were. Do you remember there was like an aerial game, like a Little Mermaid game? Oh my that god! That one was yes. really hard. Wow. You know? So I apparently the Nintendo sixty four was released September 29th, nineteen ninety six. So it was Mario sixty four launch title. Yeah. Okay. Mario launched with that. It, makes I sense that it would be. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, when it released, I would have been four. I don't think I was playing video games at four, but. I, I just remember, um, you know, I remember playing Mario sixty four and not having trouble with the with the controls. No, and it was pretty it, intuitive. I mean, especially for it to be such an awful controller that it, they yeah utilized. that and it was like their first like three D platformer. No, and I think a three D platformer is hard. It's probably harder than other three D titles. No, um, because so much of the game is you know precise maneuvering, and prior to that. People had only had to worry about left, right, up, down. Now they got to worry about left, right, up, down, in, out. um, You know, speed, uh, things like that. You know, especially too. I mean, if you look at like how Mario did it, like how much of a success it was, and then you look at like some of like the Sega titles with Sonic, like Sonic, the Sonic Saturn stuff, where it was like Sonic 3D. How Mm -hmm. that, how much of a flop that was. Right. I mean, honestly, Sonic has ever since they went to 3D, it's just it's never. It's never been able to look like yeah. grab a foothold. Yeah, then yeah, which is weird because, uh, I mean, yeah, you, I can agree that they they've struggled with it <clears throat> ever since they've gone into the 3D era. But you know, on the same on the other side of that coin, they have a, a massive fan base. Yeah, and they keep churning out awful yeah. titles. <laughs> and they just keep. It's like they. It's, it's, <laughs> why are you struggling yeah. so hard? It's just like at this point, they're just like. Fuck it, they'll buy anything. <laughs> just, just, anything, just throw it out there. Just put Sonic on yeah, there. Just put Sonic on there. The, uh, what was there was one that released alongside a cartoon show. Um, oh, before I talk about that, I just wanted to. I just, the whole reason I brought up Mario sixty four is because um, I've heard a lot of people say a lot of people older than me, um, it like especially like people in their forties, fifties, saying you know I used to I used to love playing video games. And then 3D came along, and it was just like it was like way too much of like a change. No. And there was people I remember hearing about people um, who would go into like GameStop 
Mm-hmm. Or back then, I don't think GameStop was a thing back then, but they would go into video games like Funko Land. Yeah, Funko Land. Um, and they would see like the the demo display for Mario 64, and people were getting sick. Yeah, they were getting like it was like really fucking with them. Really. To to control this thing in like a 3D no. space, because prior to that, nobody had ever seen no. anything like that, especially at least not in the home. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, imagine like. When we were younger, like Mario sixty four came out, and like that was really around the time that, like, getting into video games and playing them and everything like that, like I would have never even imagined like VR would have been a thing at some point. Oh no! You know, like no. I, that's going to be like the the new thing, the new wave of the future. I you know I can't decide how I feel about it because I have an Oculus and I love it; and it's great, but I it seems gimmicky. It's, does it seem gimmicky because it's new and they haven't really worked it out yet? Maybe. Um, you know, there's the Valve Index, which is you have the sensors on each of your fingers, mm-hmm. which gives you more dexterity. And I have like a first generation Oculus, so mm-hmm. I've got like the little controllers mm-hmm. with the big loopy things and like the cords everywhere. So it's it's still in you know it's it's infancy, for sure. Um, but I just can't see. I can't envision it becoming the new, the whole, the entire new direction of video games. No, I mean, there's always going to be a place for, like, just sit down in front of the TV, like, start the game and then grab the controller or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think, especially, too, with some, like, these large, like, warehouses and stuff like that that are, you know, you put on the, the headset and you go through and they have, like, all these different, like, oh, things yeah. that you can do, you know. We went and did something like that at the battery. Um over there off at the new Brave Stadium. Mm-hmm. It was a... Uh, what was it? Um, we had a headset and we had like a haptic vest. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have anything on our hands. I, I think each of the rooms um, had scanners in them. Yeah. And they would have had to to tell where we were. But it could tell when you were reaching out with your hand. We were all like like Iron Man in training. right? It was a Marvel thing. Yeah. And you like when you would do your hand out like this... You would shoot like a blast, mm-hmm. and then if you would like, you know, hold your arm across your chest, you'd have like a shield, and you were moving through like an area like that. Um, but you know, for something like that, you'd have to have you know some a big array of sensors all over oh, your yeah. whole room in each corner if you were going to have nothing on your hands. Yeah. I mean, even with the Oculus, I've got two sensors, um, and that's how it works. It's how it tracks where you are, yeah. what you're doing, where you're looking. Um, I can say, however, that. Probably the um, the one that the game the one game that I've played on the Oculus that's really pushed the limits of what it's capable of is uh, Half Life Alex. Um, so much of that there's there's so many parts of that game that I, that I had these moments where it's like oh shit that's how that works mm-hmm. like, oh, that that's realistic you know like yeah. the way you the way you interact with this thing. <clears throat> it's so realistic. Whereas prior to that, I'd played like Super Hot and you know Robo Recall, yeah. where you know the gimmicky of the gimmickiness of it was like kind of worked into the lore of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> they were kind of like explaining away like why it's so cartoony, no. or you know why it's not that realistic, which is fine. I mean that works if you're not setting it up to be realistic. No, then. We know whatever. Then we can take that off the table. You can take that off the table, yeah. (laughs) But I'm interested to see, you know, where it goes from here. Um, 
I'm, I'm you know even if uh, even if VR does you know flop, there are still in the video game you know the video game side of things. Outside of that, there's still real world applications for VR. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, especially if you could get you know. Um, Especially, like, you consider, like, if you're, like, a surgeon or something like yeah. that, using, like, yeah. VR to do, like, a surgery from across the, across world. the world or something yeah. like that. But, you you know, the the thing you'd run into then is, like, input lag. Yeah. You'd have to get, like, one-to-one. No. Um, you know. It would have to be a dedicated line. Yeah. Which, I mean. Which they could do. Hell, at this point, who's to say Elon Musk doesn't come up with it? And yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Elon. Oh, Elon, Elon Musk. Musk-y boy. <laughs> Have you heard him talk about the Neuralink thing? Yeah, that's crazy. It's insane. That is, uh, is I, unreal. Yeah, I, I won't know part of it. No. <laughs> God, no. I don't want anything surgically implanted no. into me. And that's just going to save my life. I can't imagine getting an accessory yeah. installed. Yeah, well, I mean, isn't like the whole thing of it right now is just like help people that like are paraplegic or something like that. They can use their yes. legs again and stuff like that. Yeah. But eventually, he wants to move it towards like recreational use. Yeah, where it's like you can communicate with somebody else simply by being, I guess, like information displacement through telekinesis or something. I don't I know. I guess even what how would you do that? But well, the thing he kept saying was, um, you know, you're. I'm going to I'm going to destroy this. He's obviously way smarter than me. But like, no. take you know your iPhone. Or any smart about your computer, whatever it may happen to be. As long as, as long as you have an internet connection, you have access to the the whole sum of human knowledge and experience. Yeah. The only thing standing in the way of you accessing that is your, I think, your ability to comprehend and your ability to find that information. And also physically, you know, how long how long would it take Momo to Google something? True. You know, and me or you to Google the same thing. No, not even not even Google. If you said find this find this article, no, and then use the use the computer to do it. You know what I mean? No. But the Neuralink thing was like, okay, if I'm like, if the computer's like kind of already in my head, I know that's not how it works. No, but it's like I have like this instant, you know, communication ability with the no. computer. I don't know. To me, that would be such a mind fuck. I, well, it, my it, monkey brain's not ready yeah. for that. At like at, at one point, it's like, how do you know where your consciousness is? Are you? If I are you? If I couldn't tell where my consciousness was, yeah. I think I would. I think I would go into a coma. Well, I like, don't think I'd be able to deal with that. If you if you didn't know where your consciousness was, it's like how would you even know to get back to? like reality like where you are now how would you even understand and, that that's what was yeah, going on and not only that but if your consciousness isn't in your body in reality then who's to say that when it's somewhere else inside of whatever cloud infrastructure or something like that in the whatever the internet yeah it's like who's to say that time isn't at a standstill for your consciousness then so you could age years millennia inside of that Oh, you're talking and, about like having a whole inside of that space yeah. before you ever get back to your body. Nope, don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't like that. Or you could never get back to your body, and you're just trapped. Your consciousness is trapped inside. So you say you say your consciousness is like a data set. Yes. And you know as well as I do that there's a lot of motherfuckers on the internet. 
Oh, plenty. Plenty. Probably plenty. more so than non-motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, you might have, you know, Sergey from, from the Ukraine who's like a computer whiz or whatever, yeah. and he figured out how to, like, how to, like, catch people's, like, consciousnesses, their data packs, whatever, yeah. you know, out of the internet. And then he say he's got a hold of your consciousness that's just a data set at this point, like, you know, sending an email. And then he uploads it into some program where you experience like brutal torture for a million years. No. You know what I mean? No. I mean, I don't I understand that's like some Black Mirror shit. No. But you can't say it's not a reality. It's not a possibility. Well, I mean, at this point, anything's a possibility. Any, yeah, I mean. Like, if you went back 50 years and you were like, and you took this phone and you're like, hey, see this? You The whole wealth of human knowledge is on this thing. Right here in this room. Right here in the, Right here in this room. In my hand, like you would, that would blow people's minds. They wouldn't be able to comprehend it. They would be like, "Wow, you must be so smart, and you must be like, you know, transcendent humanity." Like, no, I'm actually depressed. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, people leave mean comments on my Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody called me fatty boom boom. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, you can't predict the future. You can't tell. You can kind of get an idea where things are going to go. No. Um, but nobody could have ever, ever in a million years no, guessed that not. this is where we would be. Uh, well, it's like, okay, take, take for instance, back in like the 1860s or whatever. Like everybody was still using horses for war and they're using cannons and all this other stuff. Yep. Now, fast forward to the 1940s. That's 80 years from then. Mm-hmm. You have the atomic bomb. Yeah. Like that imagine trying to explain the atomic bomb yeah. to somebody like during like the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> like how would you even go about Yeah, she's like go <laughs> to like Ulysses S. Grant. He's sitting there like with his hand in his coat yeah. jacket, you know, he's getting his portrait made and he's yeah. scowling. And he looks like he's forty, but he's actually eighteen. <laughs> and you're like, Ulysses, I have to tell you about this one this wonderful piece of technology technology that we have in the future. It's called the atom bomb. And he would say... Like, what's an atom? (laughs) (laughs) What? What is an atom? I I couldn't even know. What would he sound like? He wouldn't be like... They wouldn't even know what a bomb is. Do they even have bombs? I guess they had TNT, but... Yeah. What was it? Who was the... Ulysses S. Grant was the one from... He was the Union General. Who was the Confederate General? Uh, Robert E. Lee. Yeah, I think that's it. Lee. I'm going to do Robert E. Lee because I'm more familiar with what he may have sounded like. <laughs> what in the fuck's an atom? <laughs> like, well, it's 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 a um, a thing that cre- that makes up Everything all else. of creation. Yeah. But, oh, you mean Jesus? <laughs> yeah, a Jesus bomb. It's a Jesus bomb. <laughs> we put Jesus in this little bomb, right? And we drop him from real high up, and he's so mad that we did that. <laughs> He is hot. <laughs> that when he hits Earth, it's hell on Earth. And we can do it a bunch of different times. He never learns. Yep. He always gets in that bomb. <laughs> He's trusting to a fault. <laughs> one thing I like, one thing uh, that always cracks me up is, you know, people are like, if you could go back in time, what would you do? And they're like, oh, I'd go kill Hitler. Would you? Nobody was trying that? Yeah. There wasn't a whole war about that? No. Well, I'd imagine, too, like before that, who's to say that there wasn't like countries that looked at him and went, mm, I don't know about this. 
What do you mean? Like before World War II like kicked off. Yeah. Like you're not you're not going to tell me that some of the other countries over there cause all those countries are so close together. Right. Yeah. That some of them were like mm, I don't I don't like this. Germany and France is like Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. It'd be like if <laughs> it'd be like if we're sitting here worrying about whether or not the governor of Alabama is going to lose his fucking mind one day <laughs> and just invade everybody. <laughs> It's like, why does the government Alabama? What is he doing with all these Jews? <laughs> He's why is he rounding them yeah, up? Why is he rounding them up? That's how close it is. It's just like right next to one another. I think I, I think the people from from Europe, too, you know, to like they don't understand the scope of the United States. No, no, as they don't. As far as like yeah. you know how close we are to each other, how far away we are from each other. No. Um, you know, I, I've I've heard from. You know, friends of mine who live over there be like, a 30-day trip, or a 30-day trip, a 30-minute trip could put you in a different country. Whereas here, a 30-minute trip could put you in the next county over. The next county over, like, yeah, it's crazy. But, um... Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, you look at how how large the U.S. is. Like, it's it's not comparable to Russia or China as far as, like, land mass is concerned. But when you're talking about living, like, livable space. Yes. Like, the amount of livable space that there is in the U.S. Like, Russia, like, everybody lives on that western portion of, Rus- of Russia. Everything else east of that, like, there's not a whole lot going on over there. It's, like, unlivable. Yeah, it's unlivable. Tundra. Like, yeah, Siberia and all that stuff. Mm. Where, like, even with China, you have, like, um, what's the desert over there? The Gobi Desert? Is it the Gobi? Yeah, I I can't quite remember. I'm a, I'm a dumbass, so who? Yeah, who can... I, me too. But I'm I know that that takes up like a a pretty decent portion of China. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty large. I mean, that's not to say that like the U.S. doesn't have like um, oh, what's the desert up there in Nevada? Mojave. Yeah, I mean, who's this? Yeah, but I mean, we still we're like fuck it, and we live there anyway. But that's true. Yeah, <laughs> like we're gonna fucking live here. Yeah, this is happening. Yeah. And then people are like, I don't, un- don't, I don't understand <laughs> why there's no water. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do wrong? <laughs> and then you have, you know, New Orleans, which is several hundred feet below sea level. Yeah, under the water. Under the water. Why do we keep flooding? Yeah, exactly. It was the same thing with Houston. Houston sits in a bowl. Yeah. Like, so anytime it rains, it just, like, fills it up. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can't run off anywhere. Exactly. There's nowhere for it to go. And that's the amazing thing is how fast it happens. Yeah, and you wouldn't think that it would do that, but it does. Well, I mean, well, our experience with rain here is, you know, we live the part of Georgia we live in is very, you know, you have a lot of variances in, in elevation. No, but like it, it, where we are, me and you, right now in my house, we're two hundred, three hundred feet above. You know, somebody's sitting in in, in uh, gumbo's right now. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what ten minutes away. No, yeah. um, you know, but you don't see it like that. Yeah, no. When you're, be, yeah, when you're driving around, you're driving around in the hills. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not blatantly obvious to you. Um, so when it rains here, you know, the water has a lot of places to go, mm-hmm. and it runs off. But you know, places where it's flat, or yeah. like you know, Houston, like you said, like a bowl, it just collects. Yeah. So like, if it rains over there for a day, oh shit. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We have a problem if it rains over here for a day. There's like, nowhere for it to go. Yeah, it just collects and just stays there. Yeah, that, that's the, that is a very interesting concept about like how how different, um, you know, different places in the, just in the U.S. alone are from one another, as far as the way nature affects those places. 
Oh, absolutely. Like, if you look at, like, Oklahoma, Nebraska, northern parts of Texas, like, that's all Tornado Alley. Yes. Like, it's it's nothing for them to see a couple F5s a year. Yeah. Like, just wreck house, just come through there and just destroy people's lives and shit. Yeah. Whereas, like, here, like, we might have a tornado once every five or six years, mm-hmm. and usually it's a small one, and it just kind of hits and it goes away. Yeah. I mean, they had, like, the one in Tuscaloosa a couple years ago that kind of fuck the campus up oh, over there. Oh, yeah. I remember that. There, every once in a while, there's a bad one that rolls through, but not like it is. I, lo- I feel like Alabama gets hit pretty pretty, pretty bad. Well, they're a little bit flatter than we are, too. Yeah. <clears throat> like, northern Alabama, there's, like, a little bit of where the Appalachian comes down, and it kind of goes into, into Alabama. Mm-hmm. But, like, that whole, like, mid to, like, southern part of Alabama, that's all flat. Yeah. You know, you know the, talking about the Tuscaloosa one, I remember... I, I can remember when that one came through, and uh, we we were driving out. We were driving out out that way for some reason, and we drove past that particular stretch of I twenty where the where the tornado had went over it, and it was just like this, you know, half a mile wide swath of complete destruction where it had just ripped all the trees yeah. and all that shit out. And it just it went forever in that direction. And on the other side of the road, it just kept going. And it was yeah. like, I couldn't imagine. It's hard for me to fathom that kind of power. Oh, yeah. I mean, anything that will take a, a damn pine needle and shove it through a tree trunk. Yeah. Or into the concrete. Or, in, or yeah, yeah, into the concrete. You can't, you can't fathom, like, that amount of force. Yeah. Because I mean, they've I've heard people like they'll suffocate inside a tornado like that because just it sucks the air like out of their lungs. Yeah, like that's how fast that vortex is moving. That's insane. Mm. Of course, then again, uh, this is all unfounded evidence that I'm speaking <laughs> yeah, of. Yeah, So this is just this is just coming out of my yeah. my ape brain. <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, like even within Georgia, like really, when you think about it, where we are at in Georgia, Georgia really as a whole. In parts of Tennessee, like, we don't get a whole lot of snow. We don't get a whole lot of too crazy much, like, weather. It's like we... We do get a little bit of everything. Yeah. Like, but we might get an earthquake once every 50 years. I have never experienced an earthquake. I've heard people say that we've had earthquakes before, Mm -hmm. but I've never felt one. We had one recently, and I didn't. Yeah, I I didn't. It seems to always be when I'm in, like, REM sleep. No. I'm just not going to notice it. Or it's like with California, where it's just like any day hell, now. it's like hell on earth. Yeah, any day now it's going to crack off the yeah. mainland and it's now like, you got oh, the San Andreas. We fall. have wildfires. <laughs> it's like, have you seen the videos like the wildfires where it's just like it looks like Doom guy's going to come walking yeah. out of the hills? Yeah, where they're like driving through it or whatever. Yeah. Do you remember the uh, fire in in Gatlinburg? Uh, Two, three years ago? I remember seeing pictures and stuff, and I remember, like, seeing some, like, news, like, coverage of it. Yeah, if I remember correctly, somebody's shitty little kid set a fire off up in the woods, and it destroyed millions of lives, Um, which kind of seems to be the case for most of those wildfires. Interesting. I know that the one in California was a gender gender reveal. reveal. (laughs) (laughs) What an Uh, asshole. I saw saw a picture where somebody, it was a picture of uh, the fat man dropping. (laughs) <laughs> and they said it's a boy. <laughs> yeah, but the one I remember the one in Gatlinburg specifically because um, it happened not long after we had just left um, from that area, and so you know that that area was still kind of fresh in my mind, like mm-hmm. about where things were. 
So when all the when they were posting all the pictures of like the destruction, I was like, "Fuck!" I remember what that building right there used to look like, mm-hmm. and you know now it's just a smoldering pile of rubble. Yeah, that's and, it's crazy to look at it and be like, "I know what used to be there." Right. And then the video, I remember watching a video of somebody who was up in the mountains, like up in one of those cabins, and they were trying to evacuate, and the whole mountain was on fire. And it was they were, like, driving through a fire. And, you know... Yeah, no thanks. You know, you seem to... I, me, at least me personally, I always seem to forget just how hot fire is. <laughs> you know, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know uh, it sounds stupid. Fuck that pussy ass <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but like, you know, I might be next to a campfire once a year, if that. Yeah. And then I'll be sitting kind of close to him, like, mm, this is kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Now imagine that on all sides of you. Yeah. And it's like 15 feet high. And, yeah, and the trees are exploding because yeah. it's so hot. I, I can't, I can't in my mind imagine what that must Imagine be like. the heat coming off of it. Yeah. It I would, mean, it would almost be, I don't, I think it would be unbearable is the right word but at the same time it's like I I can't fathom what it feels like you know what I mean yeah especially that you know the the radiant heat yeah yeah because yeah without it even touching you I mean it's probably unbearable yeah without actually being on fire yeah Um, and I've heard not from people who have been on fire before (laughs) but they say that when someone is immolated um, the, their nervous system, like within a couple seconds, just like is fried and they yeah. can't feel anything. Well, probably your body is like defense mechanism. Well, it's like it may, shuts down. Like probably, it, I, yeah. I imagine it has a lot to do with shock as well. But like, also, you know, your nerves are a physical thing yeah. and are therefore susceptible to fire damage. So, you know, it's, well, yeah, it, so it's it not sends electrical the, currents to your brain to let you know what's going on. But if all yeah. of them are melted to a fucking crisp, yeah. They're not. They're, they're then they don't work. Yeah, you know. And then all you're getting at that point is like visual stimuli, which who knows what you're seeing when you're on fire. Yeah, just probably just fire. Yeah, probably just fire. So you know, there's the, your brain is. You know, you had those times where your brain is. Your brain takes over. Your lizard brain takes over. Yeah, and it's like okay, you're too much of a fucking idiot to understand what the amount of peril that we're in. Yeah. I'm taking over. I'm getting us out of this. Yeah, and then so your lizard brain takes the reins, and you're on fire, and it's just like you know what? I got nothing. <laughs> it's just like you you yeah. fucked it up. It's either like fight or flight, and like yeah. if your lizard brain goes, if it starts to panic, and then you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't know what to do? You're the one who's supposed yeah. to figure this out. And then it's just like running around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our only option is to freak out. <laughs> that's 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 an interesting thought. That, that when your brain takes over like that, and the decision it makes is to flip out. Oh, yeah. It's just like do everything all at once. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you know, piss yourself, shit yeah. yourself, scream, run, f- you know, flail your yeah, arms flail around. Flail your arms. It's something's got to happen. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like uh, when when Buster bit Mama on the hand. <laughs> this, are you saying that? I didn't say she shit her pants. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying she got bit by a dog. Their autonomous brain took over. 
Well, I remember her being, they were just being like, <laughs> hold their hand while I hit the mic. They were just being like, ah! It was like... <laughs> I remember even like as a kid, uh, I was like, oh, what the fuck? Mm, I wasn't there for that when that happened, but I remember what her, I remember seeing the hole punch to her thumb. Yeah. I just remember her like, I remember, was it, we were like standing out there and I heard Buster yelp and then Momo got out of the car and he was like, he was like going around and around like in a circle. Yeah. And I remember she like went to go like pet him or like see what was wrong. And I remember Dad being like, no, don't. And then as soon as he did that, Buster's like chomped onto her hand. Yeah. And then Dad like kicked him. <laughs> he kicked Buster. <laughs> yeah. And then Mama was like dancing around holding her hand. And like as a kid, I was like, what is going on? Because <laughs> it all happened yeah. so fast. Because like as a kid, like as a kid, you can't conceptualize like what is happening. Yeah. You just understand that something is yeah, happening. something has happened. And you have a general idea of whether or not it's a good thing yeah. or a bad thing. But, you know, it's funny because, you know, that was Buster's lizard brain taking over. Yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, my tail hurts. Bite. Yeah. Just bite. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, bite it. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, if you think about, like, what if, like, the Earth had no adults and it was all just children running around and something bad happened? Like, hard, like, 99.9% of children are going to freeze up. They wouldn't know what to do. You don't think anybody would, like, step up and... Eventually, what's the age cutoff we're talking like? A bunch of like, like eight year olds. Eight year olds. Yeah, I can feel like nine. That's when you kind of start. Yeah, it would be a girl though if anybody did. Oh yeah, if anybody would step up and be like, okay, we got to take control of yeah. the situation. It would be. A, yeah, it'd, it'd just be, be like girl. her saying what to do and all these like slack jawed, slack jawed boys <laughs> like Neanderthal males. <laughs> I don't listen to girls. <laughs> While somebody's flailing while they're fucking on fire. <laughs> Uh, children on fire. <clears throat> you know, speak, speaking of, <clears throat> I guess you could call it whatever apocalyptic event that would be that all the adults were gone. I watched um, I watched something recently. I can't remember what it was, um, but it was a movie. And at the end, it was, what was it? Uh, at the end of the movie, the world ends. Not to be more specific than that. <laughs> Well, see, that's the thing is, I don't feel like a lot of movies. Um, oh, it was Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Oh, with, is that the one Steve with Carell yeah, Steve Carell and Kira Knightley or Natalie Portman? One of those two. Yeah, um, I don't remember, but um, <clears throat> I just thought it was interesting because you know, spoiler alert um, for anybody that hasn't watched it, um, the the end of the world actually happens oh it yeah, actually yeah. you know I, I think it was like a meteor or a comet or something was when mm-hmm. i crashed into the world yeah it's like right there at the end where they're yeah. like watching on the tv or whatever well they were laying in bed yeah yeah yeah. that's right and you know it, it was it was almost kind of like i was watching it was like it was almost surreal because like all he wanted was someone to love and to be with no yeah. and she just didn't want to be alone so they kind of wanted the same thing yeah um but they're laying in bed here at the end of the movie, and Steve Carell, he, he's very calm, and he's just, he's got someone. No. And she is freaking out. She's scared because the end of the world is ha- it's actively happening. No. And I remember I was watching the movie, and I'm like, 
in almost every other movie that has that whole, you know, the world's going to end thing hanging overhead, there's always some, like, deus ex machina thing that happens where, you know, like, oh, we figured out that such and such, or, like, if we do this, then the world won't end. No. Nobody ever has the balls to actually to end it. end the world, no. you know, to where the bad thing does happen. No. Um, another movie that does that is uh, Cabin in the Woods. I know you've seen Cabin mm-hmm. in the Woods. Um you know, they fail to appease the old god or whatever at the no. end, and he comes out and he destroys the world. No. And it's like, you know what? I applaud you for actually having, you know, the 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 gumption. The, the gumption to actually end the world because I feel like, I don't know, most of the time when you watch a movie and, like, the, the, the world is at stake, you could almost always... Yeah, you always know there's, like, a... There's going to be some caveat where yeah. something happens and they save the world. Yeah. What's sort of, like... <laughs> It really isn't. I guess it's more. It's an apocalyptic movie. It was. Um, it came out. It's called The Mist. Have you ever seen that Stephen King movie? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like there at the end, um, where he shoots, everybody. where he shoots everybody <laughs> in the car. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and then like, and then he's like waiting for the thing. Like it's like the interdimensional monster to come he's by. Like, and, like, come and get me. Yeah. And then, right and then it's the army. Yeah, and they're clearing and everything I was, like, out. I was like, oh, that's great. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man if he had just waited just a couple minutes I think it was I liked that ending so much because I didn't see that coming yeah like it was such a twist right there at the end and it's not like M. Night Shyamalan twist where it's like you know that you're gonna get the twist at some point cause yeah. that's like his whole deal yeah but like with that movie and I hadn't read the book I'm, a, I'm assuming that it was a book called Stephen King yeah but at the same time it was like when that happened, I didn't see it coming, so it was such a great ending. Well, you know, arguably that is a better ending than you know the the monster does come and get him. Yeah, you know, and then fade to black or whatever. Because no. that's the thing you expect is no. that the monster's coming. Yeah, well, I mean, but also at the same time, when you have like this caveat of like, oh, now everything's okay, like that doesn't really speak to the human experience because it's not saying like it doesn't always work out like that. Yeah, like. Some people, something shitty happens to them, and it's just shitty. Like, there's yeah, nothing, there's no redeeming quality to it. That's the up and down of it. It's yeah. shitty, and it's just going to be shitty, no. and your life is forever changed by that thing. Yep. Yep. <coughs> oh, to bring it back to what we were talking about earlier, so when we were talking about the, uh, I'm assuming it's a gentleman that uh, did the Vegeta oh, okay. phone. Vegeta phone? <laughs> the Vegeta, <laughs> Vegeta phone background. Uh-huh. It looks like he took that from like a, um, so it's like the the Vegeta with the prison tats and he's wearing a, a vest of some sort, and it looks like um, maybe like that background to maybe like a Creed CD or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this uh, this guy's guy or gal's name is a uh, T M X X. LX, and you can find them on Fiverr if you're interested. Please, so uh, shout him out. I implore you, please go and look at yes. this guy's art. Please, it is art. Do not fool yourself. Yeah. So hopefully we can uh, drive some business his way. Yeah, he's doing. Uh, his basic is five, his standards ten, and his premiums fifteen. I'll fair prices for his work. <laughs> yes, fair prices for the work. Absolutely. So if, uh, like I said, if anybody's interested in that, uh, go check him out. I was really in, I was really surprised by like how how many people on Fiverr you could get a hold of to do things for like um, for the podcast. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's a lot of services. Yeah, there's there. a lot of services. Oh, speaking of, 
I want to shout out the people that um, worked on the art for the podcast. Um, <clears throat> we had two thumbnails made. Um, the the one thumbnail <clears throat> with the purple background. I wanted to give her a shout out. Uh, you can find her by searching Laura Cart. Um, it may be Laura C R E. I don't know. L O R A C A R T E. And on Instagram, it's L O R A C dot A R T E. Um, she did. Her, that one was incredible. Yes, it was really, Great. really, really, really blown really away good. by uh, by what she did. Um, and the other one was uh, Lucas underscore pg2525 you can find him on instagram he also does a lot of good work uh, very different style <clears throat> um than what uh, laura came up with uh, but also it's you know really captured exactly what i was asking for yeah absolutely um, you know they both did really great work so yeah if i'm not mistaken i believe that um that is the artwork that we chose for our discord is it for the podcast oh yeah yep. you're right yeah 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 um yeah, so if you guys, if anybody is looking for uh, artwork made, definitely look look both of them up. Yeah, and the last shout out that I want to give is for the uh, the guy that came up with our podcast intro song, and you can find him on Fiverr, and his uh, his name on there is Mark S H W E D O W. So that'd be M A R K S H W E D O W. And he did a great job as well. He, he really, he really uh, we gave him an idea of what it was that we wanted, and I, I think we're extremely happy yeah. with what he gave he us. He gave us exactly exactly what, what we were right looking now. for. Um, <clears throat> you know, I I'm a real big fan of in the recent I'd say a recent you know past two years, I've kind of kind of come around. I don't say come around because that makes it sound like I didn't like it to begin with, <clears throat> but. I really turned on to that synthwave, you know, like genre. that '80s style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that '80s. I guess you could call it '80s techno, but it's it's a bit uh, more. Maybe. I would say it's a bit more melodic than techno. No. Um, well, techno itself is such a broad term because you you know, I guess <sighs> techno would imply that you have a lot of um, synthesizers. Uh, you know, drum loops, things like that, oh. all done um, <clears throat> via computer or what have you. But um, yeah, that whole synthwave style is is uh, is really cool to me. I think it it, it captures that that era really really well. That sound, um, and you know, the way to describe it is uh, how would you describe synthwave? I think I like Blade Runner. Yeah, sort of like there's a, a lot of there's a lot of visual aesthetic that goes along with it too. Yeah, it's it's that, and then also if you play like a lot of um, like eighty styles like arcade video games, especially racing games. Yeah, racing games most definitely. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of that in there too. Yeah, it's such a cool sound. Um, they they it's you know synthwave. I think they it first came about. Uh, it was all done with actual instruments, and they just you know through compressors or EQ or what have you they got that sound yeah. <clears throat> um, a, a staple of that sound is the toms that do 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 that you know yeah. that you hear that drum fill a lot um, that's a very iconic sound of that genre um, 
you know, I try to think of like what other sounds are iconic of other genres. I can't really come up with anything. But that that tom drum feel is very much so a synthwave thing. Yeah, I think if <clears throat> really the only other genre that I could maybe think of that has like a very specific sound is like like the late 60s, early 70s, like Hendrix Doors, where you have like a lot of like distortion, like with the guitar when they first start experimenting with it and everything. Yeah. That has a very specific sound to it. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, a lot of organs. They used a lot of organs in those. Uh, yeah, music yeah, back yeah. Then. yeah. I think Pink Floyd. Um, is it Wish You Were Here? There's a part where you hear, there's like a thing that goes like wah, wah, makes yeah, a yeah. noise like that, and that's an organ. So, um, not like an actual organ, but they used that same organ sound a lot. Um, and, uh, not Fortunate Son. Uh, what's that one? It's, um, oh man, I'm drawing a huge blank. It's such a big song. Uh, House of the Rising Sun? No, it's, um, God, God Almighty, what is it? It's Rolling Stones. Um, you know, it's it's almost synonymous with that Vietnam War era. Um, shelter? Is it "Give Me Shelter"? Yeah, "Give Me Shelter." Give Me Shelter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you you that's hear that? That's a great song. That's a fantastic song. Uh, I can't remember the name of the lady who did the backup vocals in that song, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you know, in the um, the chorus or whatever, she's she hear her singing over the top of of uh, what's his face. Yeah. Um, so I'm so bad with names, especially yeah. when it comes to bands. But she has an incredible vocal range, and she does this really cool thing where like, she almost kind of like cracks her voice. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. But it's it's part of her singing style, I guess. Um, but yeah, powerful, powerful singing voice on that woman. I just wish I remember what her name was. Um, but yeah, you can look up the song. You can tell what I'm talking about. It's about the halfway point during that song. <clears throat> yeah, really an underrated song as far as that, that really era is. is concerned. Yeah. Like, you have, like, Fortunate Son, which Fortunate was Son massive sure. yeah. during that era. And Almost kind of like a meme at this point. Yeah, and then you have, like, House of the Rising Sun, which yeah. was massive during that time. And then Gimme Shelter was really kind of an afterthought, I think. I mean, I would have to ask somebody that was, you know, more knew more about it if they were alive during that time and kind of knew what the the music scene was like but just from what I've from what I've seen the popularity of the songs during that era I think that Give Me Shelter was really an underrated song during that time yeah I agree Mary Clayton Mary Clayton was her name M-E-R-R-Y C-L-A-Y-T-O-N you can look up on YouTube some of the different um, uh, some of the different songs that she sang in Mm -hmm. And criminally unrelated, or unrelated, criminally underrated singer. Just you know, I would venture to say that there's there's no one like her, and there's been no one like her. No, uh, her singing ability. You can actually find uh, <clears throat> you can actually find her vocals from "Give Me Shelter" isolated. No. it's incredible um, what she's able to do. Speaking of, did you see where I guess? <clears throat> Miley Cyrus is doing a cover album of Metallica songs. Excuse me? Yep, that's exactly what's getting ready to the happen. The Audacity? Yeah, exactly. 
Like, and some people are like, oh, well, yeah, I think that she has the voice to do it and everything like that. It's like, whether she does or she doesn't, it's like, I want you to leave my music alone. Like, I've turned into, like, the old man on the front porch. It's like, get off my lawn. <laughs> Except it's like, it's like, stop fucking with my music. <laughs> It's like, I know I don't have to listen to it, but it makes me angry. Yeah, the fact, the simple yeah. fact that it exists pisses me off. Yeah. No, I get it. <clears throat> I, uh, I, I've never really... I don't dislike Metallica. I appreciate what they did. Yeah, what absolutely. what they did for the genre. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, I, they were the band. Yeah, they were the band. They were I, the band. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and downplay their fame or their ability no. or their talent like if, or whatever. If you, like, their their newer stuff is certainly not as good as, like, Ride the Lightning. No. Or any of that other stuff. For me, it, uh, my opinion for, of Metallica was definitely driven home with St. Anger. Oh, yeah, it's an awful, awful album. It's just a terrible album. It's so bad. Um What's that song? What's that one song? Frantic. Yeah. Where he's just got that garbage can snare. Yeah. It's like plong, 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 plong. <laughs> and he's just, I, he just had had to have had the biggest, happiest smile on his face. Like, this is the best tone I've ever gotten out of this drum. Blang, 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 blang. But yeah, I've never, I've never been a huge fan of Metallica. I don't dislike Metallica. Aaron hates Metallica. Really? Yeah. Aaron is our younger brother, for anybody that doesn't know. Um, but he cannot stand Metallica. It drives him up yeah. the wall. And I and I get it. Yeah. I totally get it, but I don't hate him as much yeah. as he does. I mean, some of their stuff, like, I certainly don't care for. Like, anything off St. Anger was awful. Um, but, I mean, if you're talking about, like, Master of Puppets, like, that's a great song. Yeah. Or, like, um, the the CD or the album that they did with the uh, the orchestra. With... Uh, S&M. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really good CD. Mm-hmm. Just because at the time, it's like, who would have thought that an orchestra along with like any type of metal music would have been worth a damn? It's like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, but it works awesome. It does. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like you started seeing it a lot more, too, after Metallica did that. Yeah. Because uh, people were like, holy crap, this is incredible. This is yeah. a fantastic sound. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's probably some science behind why it sounds so good. I don't no. know what it would be. I'm but too much of a dumbass I to am, figure it out. Uh, but I just I'm know just that. Like, yeah, I like them. I make my brain happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Coheed and Cambria. Yeah, uh, true. You know, you know. I right, love right the off. man, but his voice. Yeah, it really like it turns me off to music. Mm. I'm just like if I could just I like isolate just the yeah. No, I agree. Um, his his he he must be foreign uh, because his like enunciation is really odd. It is, and it, and I know that sometimes, especially when you're singing, you enunciate things differently because no. it sounds better. Like your, especially your like your soft vowel sounds, you enunciate. Yeah, those like you different. don't want like hard R's. Like yeah, any uh, of that stuff in there. You know the word you. Yeah, is they say yo. It's almost like yeah, almost a little bit no. sometimes. Um, it just sounds better when you're. singing It sounds it, better yeah. that way. You know, it's like if somebody you, uh, you know, I guess unless you know, Soldier Boy. You know, yeah, that. true. You know, it sounded pretty good. Well, well, he made a lot of money off of it. You know so. that song has like five tracks. Really? That's like all that compares. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the marimba, like a snare, a kick, and his vocal track, and maybe like an effects track. <laughs> 
but he made so much fucking so money. So much money. So much fucking money off that song. Have you heard uh, Bitch, I Look Like Goku? <laughs> Uh, it's another project of his where he's just like bitch I look like Goku bitch I look like Goku it's not good yeah it doesn't sound good no it's not um, but bless him yeah. he, 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 I mean he's made a lot of money so. he's made more money than I ever yep, will absolutely uh, don't I don't disrespect his game but I feel like you know there's a lot to be said about you know making a simple song I get if as long as it's catchy it'll It'll take off. Well, I mean, it's like look at most of the like the pop albums and stuff. There, I mean, they're mostly using what the same like five chords or something like that. Not even that. Usually, it's a three chord progression. Yeah, it's like it's like, like a, I don't know a one, a three, and a five. I don't know shit about music, but I know every time I listen to anything new on the like, and I hardly ever turn on the radio anymore. Yeah. Most of the time, it's just I use my Amazon. Yeah, music and I go listen to stuff I'm listening to there. Yeah. Cause I like all of like the late nineties, like early two thousands. Like that was like the era that I listen to most of those bands. Right. Like you have like Stone Temple Pilots and Incubus and I don't like Stone Temple. Pilots. You don't like you don't like Stone Temple. Pilots? I don't like the way that he sounds. I don't like the way his voice. That sounds. was like a big thing during that time too, because a lot of lead singers did that exact same like vocal sound. Yeah, that like gravelly. Mm-hmm. Well, that was right off the end of the grunge. Or in the middle of the grunge era. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never really liked grunge, to be entirely honest. I hate Nirvana. Um, there smells like Teen Spirit's okay. Uh, really, other than that, if I had to pick my favorite grunge band, it would be Alice in Chains. Okay, there, yeah, I love Alice yeah, in Chains. There, there's a couple of Pearl, Pearl Jam songs that I like, but as far as like the big three grunge, grunge bands where you're talking about, well, I don't know, because... Um, uh, not Audio Slave. What was the one that um, Chris Cornell was in before Audio Slave? Before Audio Slave? Yeah. Soundgarden? Soundgarden. Soundgarden was a grunge band, from what I understand. Yeah. So, and I mean, he's awesome. I love Chris Cornell. He was he was amazing. Yeah. We, one of my all time favorite songs is I Stay Away by Allison Chains. Yeah. Um, that's a great song. You ever seen the music video for that? Mm-mm. It's like stop motion claymation. Really? Yeah, very like ethereal, no. like very strange visuals. Which and is stuff. it's interesting to me how big rock was, like in the early '90s, like going forward into like the early 2000s. Like there was all these bands and had all these big hits, and they were all on the radio. And then all of a sudden, it just went away. What do you mean, the grunge scene? Like, Really like rock in general. I mean, other than like some metalcore stuff now that comes on the radio, most of it's old shit. Well, I mean, I th- you know, pop really took up. Well, pop just means popular. Yeah. Uh, but I think you have boy bands to thank for that. Uh, NSYNC and 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 uh, what's the other one with Joey Fat one? Oh, uh, NSYNC Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot fucking Nin- Backstreet Boys. 98 Degrees or whatever it was. Is it? I don't even know who yeah, that is. Yeah, I think that was like the third one. They were kind of like the... <laughs> like the they're like the Libertarian like, Party. Yeah, they're like the red-headed <laughs> stepchild. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're like, quit taxing us, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, think, I think, you know, I think a lot of that fault lies with boy bands because, um, I mean, none of them... All that music was like manufact. I call it manufactured music. You know, it was the music was made for them, yeah. and then you just have these faces, pretty faces and voices that you put on front of it. Yeah. And you know, that's where all the credit goes. That's where all the attention goes. And it was very easy to, you know, have professional musicians make no understand what makes a song catchy. 
make a catchy song. No. Write these, you know, hollow lyrics. No. And as long as you have somebody sexy singing it. Yeah, that can halfway yeah. sing decently. And you can, most of the time you can auto-tune most of that shit yeah. out. So. Bing, bang, boom, there you go. You got a hit. And no. that's still the way it is today. Well, I mean, even, like, they were big during that time, too. But I specifically remember, and whether you like them or not, they were massive, was Linkin Park. They were huge. Yeah. Like, everybody knew who Linkin they Park was. They were kind was. of a fusion of, yeah. like... Uh, they were like that, that really, like, when I think of new metal, there's really, like, two bands I think of. Any Korn? I don't think of Korn. Really? I think of Linkin Park... And sadly, I think of Limp Biscuit. I was about to say, yeah. is it Limp Biscuit? I think, I think of yeah. Limp Biscuit. That's the yeah. other one. Those are the two. Hands up, hands down. <laughs> what you gonna do now? How did he get so famous singing like that? He sounds like he's about to cry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna break something. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep on rolling, baby. Yeah. You know what time it is. <laughs> what was that mashed potato Johnson voice? Is that, what, is that how the song starts out? Uh, yeah, thanks for rolling. It is. You know what time it is. You know is. what time it is. You know what time it is, baby. <laughs> it rolling time. I'm rolling. It's like this old blues singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like old cracked, old cracked up. I, I don't want to say cracked up black guy because that makes it sound like I'm talking about drugs. I mean, he's old and he's cracked. His skin yeah. is cracked. An old cracked black man with his straw hat. He comes in there with that guitar with like the silver thing on the front. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? He's like, I got this song I won't play for you folks. Hands up and hands down. What you gonna <laughs> do now? I'm rolling. Keep on rolling. Yeah. I, what's his yeah name? Is I'm, it Fred Durst? Yeah, yeah Fred I Durst. Just, I don't know how they got big. I don't know how it happened. It was because he. I think it was just because like, he took his shirt off and he had the abs and the pecs yeah. and that's what sells. I think it was just like one of those things. There was like enough. It's also really edgy. Yeah, there's like enough. Yeah, and like that's a big thing for teens, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like if it's it like it was like oh we we drink and we smoke and we and we rap and we're white trash and there was <laughs> there was enough like there's teenage Kyle's in the world. Yeah, they're like that's Kyle's. me. <laughs> yeah, where before Monster Energy came out. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that was, what a weird genre because even it's hard to he, pin down what that genre is. Yeah. Like, and he was like beefing with like insane clown posse and like Eminem. Was he? Yeah. Like him and him and like Limp Bizkit and Eminem had like a huge beef. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, it's like, I probably wouldn't beef with Eminem yeah. if I was Fred Durst. <laughs> I think I'd stay inside my genre if I was going to beef yeah, with anybody. Exactly. Because at least like, then. Was you like, going to beef with corn? Well, you're, you're gonna beef with Lincoln Park. Yeah, like they're gonna they're gonna drop a Lincoln Park's gonna drop a diss track on, <laughs> on Limp Biscuit. Uh, well, you know what? For old Freddie Boy made his money. Yeah, he, he certainly made, did. They, they all did. They made their money. Um, you know, it's interesting that you that you say you don't think corn is new metal because when somebody says new metal, I immediately think corn. Um, but yeah, I guess they don't have they don't have that like there's like a hip hop aspect yeah. of new metal almost that that's, that's got to be there I guess. And that's what yeah, and like somebody said has said to me before they're like oh Slipknot is new metal and it's like mm. no Slipknot if you listen to any of their old stuff they were thrash they yeah. started out thrash metal. Um, like yeah maybe maybe some of their songs are like kind of new metal, but yeah. that's certainly not the genre that they're in. 
At least yeah. I don't think that it is. You know, Slipknot was almost not a band like a hundred times. Yeah, well. I remember watching a documentary on them. They like they just could not get it together. No. Corey Taylor specifically was, you know, no. the, one of the big problems well, there. It's the same thing that happened with Pantera and their front man. <laughs> was <Yeah>. it? <laughs> broke his neck. He broke and his then, neck. And, and then shot heroin <laughs> into his fucking neck. <laughs> oh, my God. That is insane. That's so fucking rock star. I mean, really, it is. Yeah, like, what's more metal yeah. than, like, breaking your fucking neck and then shooting the heroin into it to numb the pain? What was that? What was his name? What was that guy's name? Uh, let me see. For anybody, I would say for anybody who's still listening, the lead singer of Pantera during a show, I don't know what he did. He jumped off an amp. Or maybe he tried to jump into the crowd. I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened. But he broke his neck. So the story goes. He broke his neck. They stopped the show. He went backstage and injected heroin into his neck. And came back out and finished the show. Absolutely incredible. Let's see. It's not Vinny Paul, is it? No, Vinny was one of the guitarists. Yeah. Or was he the drummer? Vinny might Vinny have been was, the drummer. Dimebag Daryl was the... Dimebag was the uh, Phil Anselmo. Anselmo? Yeah. That <laughs> sounds like a wrestler. Yeah, Phil Anselmo. A Phil Anselmo. Oh, here comes yeah. Phil Anselmo! <laughs> um, speaking of crazy uh, uh, musician names, I think, I think the lead singer for Five Finger Death Punch, I think his name is Zoltan Barathery. Get out of here. It's something like that. Or his guitarist has that name. It's along those lines. One of them is named Zoltan. Or Zoltar. Uh, the lead singer for Five Finger Death Punch's name is Ivan L. Moody. Okay, so it's not him. Uh, but you are correct. There is... It looks to be... Uh, was there anything close to what I was saying? Yeah, Zoltan Barathery is a Hungarian-born American music- musician... And martial artist. His name is actually Zoltan Barathri? Yeah, Zoltan Bathory. Oh, Bathory. Zoltan Bathory. Okay, so not Barathri. No. Ah, close enough. Close enough. Close enough. Zoltan. Zoltan. Do you think they got him out of like a lamp, like an oil lamp? (laughs) (laughs) It's like my my wish is for you to play guitar in my edgy band. Yeah. They're, they're (laughs) They're the worst when it comes to pandering to... First responders and military. Hey, it works. It, oh yeah, it, it works. works. It sells. Yeah, it certainly sells. But like, to be fair, at least you know, at least they come by it honest because they do like they you know they do a lot of charity stuff. Yeah, and, they do do a lot of charity stuff. I mean, but they know who their fans yeah, are. Oh yeah, they definitely know who's buttering their bread. Mm, yeah, yeah. They're not. They're not going to be like. They're not going to go do a fucking show for like over in like Iraq or something like that <laughs> and then turn around and go to fucking Chaz in <laughs> fucking Seattle and be, be like all these people out there waving like pink dildos <laughs> wearing masks and shit oh I forgot about that what was it the something 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 autonomous zone yeah it's like uh, I can't remember it is wild to me it was Did what that, is it was Chaz and then it was Chop. Was it Chop? Yeah. Uh, Chaz Seattle. Capitol Hill organized protest. 
is what is showing. So the other Capitol been, Hill Autonomous Zone. Yeah. Chaz. How big was it? It was a couple blocks, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a couple blocks. I think they took over and um, like immediately started like beating the fuck out of people. <laughs> But but I thought it was like a liberal wonderland. Maybe that maybe liberals are just like they just love to fight. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's just like they love to, they love to throw down. Yeah, they Who love knew? to throw down, but like they don't want to say it. They're so, not just so like hey. They just take over a couple blocks of a major metropolitan yeah. area. Yeah. It's like if if they just came out and they were like hey like we like to fuck shit up. Yeah, and everybody be like all right. Yeah, we can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was wild. I can't believe that that happened. I can't believe it went on for as long as it did. But how do you how do you handle a situation like that? Because I mean, the I, don't, poli- I don't think there's really anything that you can do because it's already charged as it is. Yeah, the police can't come in there, and the national guard can't come in there and just start plugging people. As no. much as you know, some people. No, may you don't w- want it to turn into a Kent State situation no. where you're shooting protesters and shit. They just bring the ATF out there. They have no problem. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll start <laughs> shooting dogs everywhere. <laughs> they just like as soon as they're out of the truck. <laughs> They're like you're shooting the wrong way. <laughs> like shooting ass, you started yeah. around. They're like shooting birds at a tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to do. I want to do like a a skit where like an ATF like man and wife like they both work for the ATF. Like, like it goes through like their morning routine and like from like getting up, taking a shower, eating breakfast, they just like shooting things. It's just like. <laughs> He's like in the shower. He's just, just like shooting the floor. And just, hey, honey, bam, 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 bam. Like goes like turn the shower and like shooting it. <laughs> like, ooh, a little hot. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> oh, a big day today. Lots of dogs to shoot. I will say this. I'm I'm glad that the election is over. Me too. I'm glad that I, it's I, over. I, like wh- whoever's the president is, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Either way, I honestly think that we're fucked either way. However, I'm glad that it's over and that we can stop fucking talking about it. But are they going to stop talking about well, it? The, because the thing now is the, that they think that... Yeah, it, well, the thing is, too, is regardless of what happens during this election, I'm afraid that what we've opened, we've opened the can of worms and we're not going to be able to get them back in. Mm. I think that from now on that the way that the past two elections have been handled is going to be the way that every election is handled moving forward. Right. You know, because they got more voter turnout than ever before. Because so it's if, so sensational. Yeah, so if, like, they're just going to keep going with that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be both sides just hammering away at each other. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's going to be a shit show from there, now on. There's almost, like, no, there's no decorum. No, fuck it. no. Uh-uh. Because, I mean, did you, uh, recently someone posted the video of, um, McCain's, uh, what do they call it, concession speech? Yeah, yeah. Uh, where he conceded the win to um, Obama. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you listen to his speech, and um, it was very dignified, and, you know, he accepted that he lost, and he's like, I wish Obama the best of luck, and I'll do everything I can to help him, and, yeah. you know, you're not going to ever see that again. Fuck, no, that's that not a thing. That was it. That's that was the last thing. one. Yeah, that's not a thing anymore. No, because division drives more voters out. Yeah. Yeah, clearly it does. Yeah. Whereas, like, back then it was one of those deals where it was, I feel, 
not so much during that time, but especially like the early 2000s, like the Bush Gore deal, where it was it was more or less everybody kind of was on the same page, but there was a few things that separated the two. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot more centrists, yeah, and there's like you could sway them one way or the other depending yeah. upon how they wanted to vote on a particular issue. But now it's one of these deals where it doesn't matter who's running as long as the person that you're voting for has the tie that you like. Yep. Whether or not it's red or whether or not it's blue. Yep. Which is really disappointing. I think I, I wish that there was more representation from other parties in in Washington. Yeah, I agree. I mean... Because the, the duopoly is just not working. No. Well, I mean, you can't have two options and expect that to be sufficient for no, and, many people yeah, in this and country. It's, it's worse than a monopoly because it gives you this false sense of choice. Yeah. Where yeah. In, in all actuality, like they, <clears throat> neither one of them want to relinquish power. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like whether or not you vote red or whether or not you vote blue, either way, you're still going to get more people that want to tell you what to do. Yeah. You know, so that's just this is my take on it. Well, you know, and I feel like a lot of people vote. It's completely based on red or blue. And, yep, and absolutely. even, you know, Donald Trump, he pushed that vote red, red wave. No. Um, and like, know, no, you, you should you should you vote. should vote based on who has policies that, that most align with the most align with your political view. Exactly. And, you know, this election, this election in the past election, um, I really looked into that and, you know, OK, well, who? Who do I agree with? Who I disagree no. with, and that's who I voted for. No. Um, it wasn't okay. I'm looking for the R. Where's the R? R no. R R R all the way down, or D D D D D, whatever it happened no. to be. I voted for Reverend Warnock this this election. No, because I he I looked into his policies and he is in line with the way I feel about a lot of social no. issues. Um, <clears throat> I voted, of course, you know, I voted Joe Joe Jorgensen for no. president this year. Um, but I voted for Gary Johnson in 2016. I did the same thing. Um, but, and you know, I, I feel like you're you're probably a little bit more libertarian than I am. I think I probably have a little bit more of author, author, oh God, I can't say this, authoritarian streak no. in me, probably, you know, a little bit. Um, but I'm definitely not a Democrat. Um, no. I definitely don't consider myself to be a Republican. Um, no, not anymore. I remember growing like, like late teens, like I considered myself to be a Republican. But just the more that I saw the party, like what they were doing, I'm just like, this does not align. Well, what 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 be what Republicans became, and what Democrats became, are not they're not what they used to be. No, absolutely. They're not. like these bastardizations of what they used to be. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And I, I feel like the reason for that is because, like you said, division drives voter turnout. No. Um, so if you have, so you're not going to have a whole lot of division between a Democratic Party and a Republican Party that are close to each other in political ideology, but if they're on either, either end of the spectrum. There's a huge division there, and so people are going to you're going to have a mass of people that go to this side and a mass of people that go to that side. No. And, and there's still, and the thing is, is that. There's still a lot of people that are in the middle that do this thing where it's like, well, I don't like either one of these candidates, but I have to vote for one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that a lot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
where I honestly wish that they would get rid of parties. I wish that nobody could run under, underneath the party. Mm-hmm. I wish that what they would do is you had to run on your platform. You had to run on what your policies are. Yeah. And you can't attach your name to a party. Then just get votes just because you're attached to a party. Yeah. I wish that, speaking of political ads, I wish you could only talk about yourself. Yes. I wish you could not mudfling. Nope. Because I am so sick of all that, all the fucking, that's part of the reason why I voted for Reverend Warnock. Everything I saw out of him, he just talked about himself and his his uh, his his ideologies and yeah. you know his policies, and then you got fucking <clears throat> Laughlin yeah. or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, what was I about to say? The the lady that he's running against. Well, her, but then you know, then you the other races. You've got you know Ossoff and uh, Ossoff and Purdue and Purdue. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing they did was. Talk about all softs. You know, he's a little liar. He he sucks. China PP and yeah. this, that, and the other. And then Ossoff was like, uh, Purdue hates women and, and pussies, and he's going to get rid of them. Yeah. You know, you want that? You know, just no. I, I don't. Don't tell me about him. Tell yeah, me about tell you. Tell me what do you? What do you? What's your plan? What are yeah. you going to do? I don't know. I just. <clears throat> well, that too, and I feel like the de- the the current structure of the debates and stuff. It doesn't. It doesn't do a good job of allowing people to understand who the political figures are that are running for office. Whereas, like, if you had uh, a situation where they could sit down and they had two hours to sit with Chris Wallace or somebody, and Chris Wallace just just asked that person a question and be like, look, here's the deal. Be like, you answered the questions that I ask you. You can go on for however long it is that you want. You have two hours. There's still going to be no commercial breaks. That way the American public can get to know you. However... If you start talking about the other candidate, the, the conversation's over. Yeah. There's there's not going to be any more conversation. You're not going to get asked any more questions. Yeah. And I think they should do it where, like, one night would be whoever this person is running for. I think they should do, like, four, four top candidates. Yeah. Whether or not it's Republican, Democrat, Green Party, and Libertarian. If that's who the top four, then... But it shouldn't be just the two. Yeah, there should be more people that get to voice their opinions on what their policies are, right. instead of everybody feeling like they just have to vote for two people. Yeah, and a lot of people really do believe that that's yeah. all that they have. Where it's like <clears throat> one one party does not represent all of my all of my thoughts. All of even you know. the Libertarian Party doesn't represent everything. Yeah, no. The yeah, there's certain things with the Libertarian Party that I don't agree with, but at the same I time, I think people should have driver's licenses for yeah. one thing. Exactly. Me and George like, Orson didn't agree on that. Yeah, so. I don't agree with them on the fact that we should have totally open borders. No. It's like, I don't agree with that either, but there's enough stuff there for that party mm-hmm. where it's like, I agree with enough enough there. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, but if another person came along and they voiced opinions that were more closely related to me or in what I feel, then I would vote for that person. Right. And, you know... Did you see the? I mean, did you watch any of the debate? The first presidential debate? about five minutes of it, and I turned it off. What a shit show! Yeah, it was a shit show. That was it. Was childish. It was so. It was so upsetting to watch that and be like, and knowing that everybody else in the world's watching it. That, well, that, but also one of these two guys is going to be the the leader of this country. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and people people cannot. They, they they cannot deal with criticism of 
you know their political their political candidate their political candidate yep, they absolutely. cannot deal with any of it you're either entirely for them or you're against them because I I, I have a, you know I work I work in utility construction who do you think all the people I work with vote for I work in chicken plants <laughs> there you go so yeah. I mean I can't have a conversation with with these people yeah no absolutely not I, I can't say well you know I like that Donald Trump did this. But I really don't agree with this. And they'll be like, well, then you're a little f and you, you know, mm-hmm. obviously suck liberal dick and, you know, this, that, and the other. And that's the exact same thing I get on the other side, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're a racist, bigot, homophobe. You're a racist, bigot, homophobe. And wow, what a, that has weight. Yeah, wow, really? Yeah. I mean, that all it takes is for somebody yeah. with a little bit of, um, what's the word, clout. No. To say that you're a racist, you're no. a homophobe, you're a bigot. Um, and then that's it. Yeah. That's it for you. You're done. You no. lost your job. Where it's like, no, my thought process is a lot more convoluted and nuanced yeah. than just just this top layer here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's disappointing that it's gotten to the point where you're in one of two tribal. Like, you're in one of two tribes is essentially yeah. what it comes down to. And, like, like, I can be very critical of, like, some of the stuff that Trump has done, especially when con- taking into consideration the Second Amendment stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's like where well, everybody said, take the guns first, yeah, ask take, questions take later. Take the guns first, ask, yeah. ask questions later, and under his administration, they got rid of, bu- they got rid of bump stocks. Yeah. And it's like... The fact that he didn't lose all his support when that happened... It's amazing. It, it it's just, absolutely amazing. It, 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 just, it, it just, to me, shows that all they care about is red or blue. Yep. It's like, oh, nope, the guy that has the tie-on that I like yeah. is going to be the person that's going to tell me what I can and can't he do. He can take my guns away as long as he's red. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Where it's like, no, I don't want anybody taking my guns. I don't want anybody taking the accessories to my guns. Yeah. It's like it's already been infringed enough on as it is. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing too is that a lot of people it's like I have I have and I I have set ideals of how I feel about the second amendment and gun gun control and all that stuff but at the same time it's like if somebody has an opposing opinion to me that's like I feel like we should have more gun control it's like I'll I'll try to hear them out. Yeah. I'll be like, "Well, why do you why do you think, why do you that? think that? Why do you think that?" instead of automatically start being like be like, "Oh, well, you you just want the government to to fuck us all and all this stuff and like the same the same deal that pretty much everybody that's like you know 100% Trump all the time it's just it's disappointing because especially growing up so many people that we knew were Republican and I felt like they kind of felt the same way that we did with like smaller government less taxes more more rights for as far as the individual is concerned pro second amendment but that's not that party anymore. Mm-mm. I don't. I don't know what that party is anymore. I couldn't tell you what the Republican Party stands for anymore. I don't know. A lot of it is so contrarian to itself. No. You know, they, like you said, they were originally very like anti, not anti-government, but they didn't want the government to be as have as much control over the individual as it does. No. And now it's like, okay, well, I'm fine with the government being totally in control as long as they enact the policies that I like. Exactly. It's like, okay, well then. You know what are you voting for anymore? You don't like you don't obviously. You your policies, your ideologies changed with the party. That's not supposed to happen. If the party changes, you don't change with it. No, you're supposed to be who you are, exactly, and, and stay with that. And I feel like maybe peer pressure has a lot to do with that. Well, and the thing is too is like if somebody presents me with a convincing argument that something is not the way that I think that it is, then of course my opinions can change. Yeah, but at the same time, it's. I'm not going to go along with this outlandish 
idea that if I don't support the war in Iraq, then I don't support the troops. Because those two things aren't They're not mutually exclusive yeah. Yeah, at all. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't support the us being in the Middle East anymore because yeah. it's why are we over there dealing with all these people? We have enough problems here at home mm-hmm. that need to be addressed. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's like I, I, I am staunchly in support of the troops. Ipso facto, I don't want them over there. Exactly. And in fact... Is the fact that I don't want them over there makes me feel like I'm in more support of them than somebody that's just blatant, like blanket statement. The thing that the Republicans have done is like, oh, if you're not in support of the war, then you're not in support of the troops. Well, how can that be? Yeah, how can that be? It's like, no, I don't want them over there dying in a war that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's like, how many more American lives are we going to throw in the meat grinder? Yeah. I, you know, just so we can say that we gave them democracy. And when that's not what you did, you went over there and you protected corporate access. Exactly. Let's, let's be honest about no. it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. And I've never been a Democrat, but at the same time, some of like this, the, the older stuff that they did where it was like they were against war, they were against some of the other stuff like that, but that's not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. Whereas they are for war. Like they kept dropping bombs, they didn't get us out of the Middle East. Yeah, it's like it's all it's all just the same thing. It's just packaged differently. It's, yeah, it's just packaged differently. It's like who do you want trampling your rights? Do you mm-hmm. want somebody with a blue tie or a red tie? Yep. And you know, part of me felt like a lot of that was the older generation. Um, you know, the baby boomers, and but I, I see a lot of that with our generation too, and a lot of that coming from Gen Z. No. Um, because it's almost like, depending on which way your political ideologies lean, that is where that's your that's your social standing. No, when it's not, that's not how it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, that's not that's but, not supposed to be the case. But there's a difference. There's a difference between the way things are supposed to be and the way things are. Yeah. and you just kind of have to, you got to put up with it. No. Um, well, and the fact that nobody wants to 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 discuss anything anymore. Everybody's always well. You can't have a discussion yeah. anymore. Everything is so charged, and everything no. is so. It's it's it, black and white. Yeah. There's no there's no gray area anymore yeah. for anything. There's no more nuance. You're either completely for something or you're completely against it. And you see that anytime there's a debate, or um, and it comes from both sides. You know. Oh, absolutely. It's to me the the young Turks are just as bad as Ben Shapiro. I'm just going to come right out no. and say it. I mean, it's the same thing that you get from, like, Tucker Carlson. Yeah, both of them. All of them are just pandering to... Yeah, they're pandering to their side. Yeah, that's that's a big part of it is the pandering. No, absolutely. Instead of... And that's the thing, too, is, like, if anybody... And, of course, like, on the Republican side, it's... if, If anybody on that side looks at them and goes, Hey... You know, I don't feel the same way that everybody else feels about this, mm-hmm. and then automatically they get labeled as a socialist, communist, Democrat. Yeah. That, you know, it's just in it's constant. It's like if you don't if you don't tow the the company line or the party line, either side, yeah. the, the left is worse. Then you're you're going to be shot out of luck. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just amazing to me. It's like how I don't understand how people can can look at a party and be like they represent all the things that I think. Yeah. They can't. It's like they they, they obviously cannot. You can't be staunchly opposed to this side and be a hundred percent, you know, in agreement with this side because so many of it you know, it's it's the, what they call the horseshoe effect. You go so far left you be eventually become right. No. And you know, same on the other side. So 
you know, a lot of a lot of the extreme ideologies on this side are really close to being extreme ideologies on this side. So you can't, there can't be one side that you completely identify with. No, you can be, you can identify very much with that side, but there's somewhere in there there's a little nugget of oh I don't agree with that. No, and if and don't you dare voice that opinion. No, because then all of a sudden you might as well be all the way over the other side of the room, pal. No, and I feel like when when they do that when you when you know someone on the right calls somebody. Uh, a socialist, communist, you know, all the what are their favorite buzzwords are. Isms. Yeah, all those isms. Um, that person then says, well, you know, I don't feel, you know, I'm not accepted here. These people no. don't want me. Maybe I am. Yeah, you push them. Maybe I yeah, am way you over push here. them away. And the same thing happens over there. You know, there's that whole Turning Point USA thing. That was a, that was a big whole, you know, thing about, you know, well, maybe not to that extreme. A lot of that was, they were just getting people to question why they believed in the things they did. No. But they, you know, that was creating discussion, which is good. You just don't see a lot of that anymore. No. But when you when you just completely tell someone that you're this, you're that, you're this, they eventually are going to start believing that, no. and they eventually are going to become that. No. And then, you know, it's a self fulfilling prophecy at that no, point. Absolutely. Well, I mean, if you continue to tell somebody that they're one way, eventually they get tired of fighting fighting it. They're like, okay, well, I am the person that you say that I am. Yeah. And then they just they just they lean into it. Mm-hmm. And it's a slow burn, no. but it does eventually go that direction. Yeah, and it's like I said, it's the same deal with it's the same deal with like the Libertarian Party, where it's like there's there's a lot that they stand for that I'm very much in agreement with, but at the same time, there's other things that the party wants to do that I am not so much in agreement with. Yeah, and I'll I'll I will say this about the Libertarian Party. Is that they are more open to calling each other out, mm-hmm. just from like the the circles that I kind of involve myself in. Is like there's a lot more arguing inward than you see like with and it. This might be incorrect because I don't run in the in the other circles with Republicans mm-hmm. and Democrats, but just from what I've seen, is that there's a lot more arguments that take place among libertarians about what libertarian and libertarianism is as opposed to where like republicans it's like what comes from on up high is everybody just that's what we're doing now mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then like the democrats it's like whatever comes from up here that's what we're doing now yeah, nobody questioned it yeah and it might just be because it's such a small it's, it's, it's such a small party still mm-hmm. that they're they, they're just trying to like trying to it, figure out trying like, to get yeah. it figured out yeah. you know what i mean like there's like you can be a, a major voice in the Libertarian Party and still have a very small like footprint as far as like social media or like how much you get out to to people who are listening to what it is that you have to say. Right. Which I'm that's one of the things too with um, the whole exodus from like Twitter and Facebook going to like Parlor and stuff. Yeah. It's like I'm. You're just seeking out an echo chamber. Yeah, I'm. I'm really hoping that I'm hoping that more people from other walks start to come to Parlor and voice their opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I set up an account just to kind of see what was going on mm-hmm. because they claim to be for free speech. I mean, and if that's the one First Amendment, Second Amendment, those are the two most important ones to me. Yeah. So it's like if we're really for First and Second Amendment, it's like then everybody. Unless it's like, hey, we're going to meet up at such time to go 
commit some type of violence or something. That's that's a different that's yeah, a different that, story. That's a different problem. That's yeah. domestic terrorism yeah, and I'm exactly. part of that. <laughs> exactly. But like if you want to get on there and talk about like lizard people or the fact that the earth is flat or just whatever, conspiracy theories, like yeah. that's your prerogative. You should be allowed to do that. Yeah. And if if that platform wants to be totally like open for First Amendment rights, and you can say what you want to mm-hmm. here. Then I'm hoping that more people come in yeah. and voice their opinions instead of just like with a lot of the other tech companies that lean so far left right. that it's really. I don't. I don't think they're trying to hide it anymore. No, they're not. They're really not. I mean, Sarah, I'm like, I'm. I'm, I'm currently in Facebook jail at the moment. No. Um, well deserved, might I add. <laughs> <laughs> well deserved. But there have been instances where I, you know, I posted something or commented something that, you know, I, I will defend that I didn't, I didn't break any rules. I, it just wasn't in line with, uh, you know, it was, it was wrong think. No. And it got me put in Facebook jail. And the, the only reason I still have Facebook is because I've got a lot of pictures and videos there. It's just like a storage. No. For me, and you know, I I would delete it, um, but has I got a lot of stuff there. And yeah, and that's that's the thing too is that it's not it's not just people who are who are on the right that are saying stuff that are upsetting these large social media companies. It's also people that are centrist are people that are libertarians or people even some people on the left mm-hmm. that will say something that isn't in line with how those companies feel or feel should be accepted or should be put out to the public and it's like and then all of a sudden they're put in Facebook jail or their account yeah. gets banned or something like that <laughs> you know that's that's why I'm really hoping that like I said I hope that parlor doesn't turn into an echo chamber for conservatives i want to see more people involved there well if it does then you know that all that does is prove the hypocrisy yeah absolutely because the whole whole reason you have all these conservatives that are going to parlor is because oh i I can't say how i really feel here on facebook no and then they're all going to go to parlor and then somebody who doesn't completely agree with their line of thinking is going to be a little bit, def- just the smallest bit defiant, and then they're, they're going to get completely shit on. Exactly. And then guess what? All you have is Facebook, but red yep. instead of blue. Exactly. And there you go. Yeah. It's and, the same shit. And we now have you've in the driven them further apart. Exactly. Instead of having a place where everybody can come and talk, what you've done is you've taken the two sides and you've divided them even further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So instead of having, if you know people on the right are over here talking about whatever it is that they're talking about, nobody, nobody else is going to be able to come in and try to course correct that conversation. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's the same thing with with Facebook and Twitter. Like nobody tries to course correct those conversations. So you get a lot of misinformation that gets put out on both sides, really. Yeah. So it's just disappointing that it's kind of people seek out confirmation bias too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think that's human nature. Yeah, that, I, I mean, I that. catch myself doing it all the time. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm, most uh, of the most of the political pages I follow are libertarian pages. Yeah, because that's because what you want to see. That's what I want to see. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way that they have it set up. It's like, though, this is what you want to see, and they just feed more mm-hmm. and more of it to you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that the election's over. I just I know that it's gonna get it's gonna get ugly once it's finalized. Um, but if I swear to God, if 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 the conservatives go out and they riot, and they go and they burn shit down, and they go out and they act like fools, I you just did everything that you spent the last six months, you know. Uh, yep. Criticizing the left, for. absolutely. And the thing that you gotta, you know, saying that it's not everybody that's going out and writing. No, it, it's just, of course, you're going to see it. Yeah, they're not going to not show well, you the people yeah, that are human writing. nature is to look for the bad things. Exactly. And when you see that, and that's all you're seeing, if they they're not going to have news news coverage of some liberal who's sitting on his couch playing Minecraft. No. You don't want to see that. I don't care about this guy. Yeah. I want to see the person that's uh, knocking over target. Yeah, somebody that's sitting out there with a bike lock hitting people in the head. Exactly. You know? um, But it's hard to to see, you know, 50,000 people riding and then not think that's how they all are. Because there's so many of them that are doing that. No. Because I think it's human nature to, to, you know, when you see a lot of something... Yeah, you just you automatically just, you make automatically that connection. You make that connection and yeah. say, okay, that's how that is. Yeah. And, you know, there might be some kind of, like, you know, lizard brain survival aspect of that, too. Like, okay, yeah. I, I've touched this frog before, and when I did, I got violently high, and I shit myself. Yeah. All frogs don't touch. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So I think that's probably where a lot of that comes from. I, I, don't, I don't have a degree in biology, so I couldn't tell you, or yeah. human nature. Mm-hmm. That's just my own, you know, that's my own stupid opinion. Yeah. <laughs> And you have to, and you have to deal with it. And that's the thing too is like there's so many people like on both sides that they just lump everybody into a category. And there's so many people on the right that are that go out and they do this thing where it's like everybody that's at the protest are are looters and they're mm-hmm. you know criminals and all this stuff. And it's like no, some people are out there peacefully protesting mm-hmm. and they they want positive change. Yep. for something that they feel very strongly about. Yep. It's like, do you have bad actors? Yes, you do have bad actors. But at the same time, it's like, until you can meet somebody face-to-face and really get an idea of what it is that they're trying to do, it's like, you can't really, you can't pick that out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you see you see it too, like uh, Steven Crowder. He'll, he'll go out to these, you know, to all these protests and he probably spends nine ten hours there and he releases a five minute video now do you think he only got five minutes of footage while he was there no no he probably got hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of footage of people who are probably more centrist than they realized no but of course he probably found all the wackos and the lunatics and the blue hair the blue hair and the armpit hair and you know the septum piercing people and um you know not, not that any of those things are wrong, but all together you kind of have an idea yeah, what you're in for. I have an idea of who this person uh, probably yeah. is. Once again, I've lumped them into a category. Exactly. <laughs> but those are the people he's going to put on his Facebook video. Yeah, absolutely, because they're going to get more hits. So you're not going to get hits by simply talking to somebody that is that would seem reasonable yeah. to other people that are watching the video. Exactly. Because you know? people who the people want to get they want to get riled up and they want to see like, oh, look at this. This person right here, they're, they're, you know, 
I saw five people here at this protest of 70,000 people, and those five people were our lunatics. All 70,000 of those people must be lunatics. Exactly. And if there's 70,000 lunatics, then there's probably millions of lunatics. Exactly. Everybody's a lunatic except me. Except me. I'm the only normal person. I'm the only level-headed person. But, well, I think that's time for us. Yeah, I think time's about up. So uh, just quickly before we go here, uh, give you our um, our email account if you want to email us and tell us whether or not you enjoyed the podcast or whether or not you absolutely fucking hated it. Or and if you have questions. You have or, questions or you know, please, comments. Please concerns. feel free to send hate mail. Yeah, please, please feel free to send hate mail. We'll, we'll read it on the next podcast. We will. We'll read your hate yeah, mail we'll on the next the, podcast. We'll read it on yeah. the next podcast, and then hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get some good ones coming here. Um, anyway, so uh, this is going to be our first upload, so I'm sure that we'll be able to maybe get the email address into the, uh, into the description. But in case anybody's wondering, the uh, the email address is thickboypodcast at gmail.com. That's T-H-I-C-C-B-O-I-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Uh, additionally, right now, we don't have any um, social media accounts. We are in the process of setting up um, a Discord. I think that's probably going to be the best place for maybe in the future if we somehow gain a community or a following or something mm. like that that we can and by some stroke of luck by some stroke <laughs> of luck <laughs> that we people can maybe and people enjoy listening yeah. to sit here and talk about wieners and butts and yeah, politics there you go. that maybe we can uh, I think that'll probably be the best place to to get in contact with them and then hopefully if it takes off maybe we can maybe just start doing some live streams maybe on mm -hmm. YouTube or Twitch or something like that we'll get a better location for that too because yeah, right yeah. now it looks like me and Wesley are in sitting in like a serial killer um, <laughs> anti-scream room uh, I have blankets and pillows and stuff nailed into the wall because this is where my band records um, but yeah we'll start streaming we'll get like a nice little setup going um but yeah, we I think that pretty much covers it as far as ways to contact us or anything like that. Yep, I believe so. Any closing statements? Uh, I just want to say anybody that's tuned in for the first podcast, uh, thank you very much. I yes, appreciate thank you it. for listening. Uh, my PC just crashed again, so that's <laughs> concerning. I saw it in the uh, reflection of your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so that's concerning. Um, uh. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to reach out and contact us, please do it through the uh, through the Gmail account that was provided. We'll try to put that in the description in the podcast. Um, well, I really hope that you've enjoyed spending this time with us, mm -hmm. and hopefully you'll join us for the next one. Yeah. Thank you and goodbye.